The IBRT's Threadless Store is now open. T-shirts, hoodies, even phone cases and protective face masks are now available at our very own merch outlet, iceboxradio.threadless.com. Choose from the IBRT logos, Scoop Sisters, Funny in a Small Town, Frozen Frights, and more. Then choose your merch. Clothing for men, women, and kids in a variety of colors. Accessories including buttons, stickers, mugs, and tote bags. Even notebooks and skateboards are available, and every sale helps the Icebox Radio Theater continue to bring the Northland's stories to the world. That's the Icebox Radio Merch Store at iceboxradio.threadless.com or just visit iceboxradio.org. Too Bright, the book like more important than your friendships or marriage, presents Lance Manley, Library Detective. It's a lonely life doing security at your local public library. You're married to the job, which some days loves you back, and some days doesn't. Of course, a frail would cross my path now and again. Some dames can't resist the danger. But it never amounted to much more than a temporary loan, no matter how much the dame in question wanted a non-circulating arrangement. Eventually, it was always adios. No hearty feelings, honey. I got work to do. That's what made this next story so tough on yours truly. The tough guy. I'll admit, she got under my skin. I thought my black heart beat only for the job, but it turns out there was a subplot between the pages. That is, if I could somehow keep her from getting killed. We'll be back to Lance Manley in just a moment. But first, friends, Holy Scripture says darkness is evil. So unless you love Satan, you'll invest in your family's spiritual well-being with a new book light from Too Bright, the lamp bright enough to reveal sin. Get one for the living room, the bedroom, the backyard shed, everywhere darkness may be lurking, ready to pounce on your innocent family. What would you pay for the peace of mind that comes from knowing 50 million candle power was peering ceaselessly into your family's very souls, leaving no room for mischief of any kind? You'd feel safe, that's what. So get down to your local hardware or army surplus store and ask them to unlock the safe for Too Bright. We're not saying it's brighter than the heavenly hosts, but it could be. And now we return to Lance Manley, Library Detective. It all started when Mabel Spade... A nice old biddy who'd been our library's cataloger since God was in the second grade, gave up the game and headed to Florida. That meant a new cataloger had to be hired, which meant background and security checks done by yours truly. Not the most exciting part of my job, but I never figured to be joining the circus. Imagine my surprise then when boss lady Effie Standish darkened my door one cold and forbidding day with the last words I ever expected to hear her say. Manling. I have some good news for you. Oh, be still my heart, boss. What's the skinny? You don't need to worry about doing those background checks. I've hired a cataloger. Without my say-so, have you gone soft in the head? Watch your tone, Manly. Remember who's in charge around here. Well, I just hope you did a thorough check on this new cataloger. Otherwise, it's going to be trouble, and that'll land on my head. Keep your shirt on, Seamus. She's fine. She comes well-recommended, and her credentials are impeccable. I want you to meet her. Miss Diamond? The door slid open, and in walked an angel. Maybe I was a sap to fall face first like that, but up against a beauty like her, there aren't many average Joes with immunity. She was tall, red-headed, and curved like your favorite country lane, the one that promises peace and comfort at journey's end. Her green eyes shined out a challenge at me, 
She folded her supple arms across a bosom they write poems about, and tossed her head so those fire engine locks flipped out of her eyes. And me, I just sat there staring like a sap, afraid that if I opened my mouth, I would say what I was thinking, which was, wow. Is this the flatfoot? You got it, toots. Lance, meet Nora Diamond, cataloger. Nora, this is Lance Manley, library detective. You can close it now. Beg pardon? Your jaw, you can close it. I'm all the way in the room. There's no more to see. Imagine my disappointment. Sorry I gave you the peep-eye, gorgeous, but our last cataloger was the friendly grandma type. I'm not quite used to the new model. What am I, the little sister? I'd go with wild niece, but that's not my call. What is your call, Manly? Security, though that seems to be eating lax around here. Don't give me the stink-eye, Manly, or you'll find yourself stocking little libraries on the edge of Siberia. Eh, sorry, boss, and sorry to you, Miss Diamond. It's just I usually do background checks on new hires, and apparently that's beneath you. So you wanted to check beneath me, Mr. Manley? All in a day's work, gorgeous. But since you're here, what was your last job? That's enough. Nora, head downstairs. I'll be down in a minute to show you your workstation. Seriously, boss, how come I can't- Make yourself scarce, Nora. Now. Sorry, Lance. Looks like you're in the principal's office. I have my own chair in there. It's got a little brass plaque with my name on it. I'll bet it does. See you at recess, Flatfoot. Now you listen to me, Manly. You're not to look into that girl's past, understand? I'm the boss, and I call the shots around this library. Sure you do, Effie, but you still like a tight ship, and how can I give that to you without doing my job? Why can't I check her out? One, I don't think you're her type. And two, let's just say that poor kid suffered enough. Understand? Not even a little. Good. Keep it that way. That was the first day Nora Diamond worked at the library. By the time she'd been there two weeks, both of us learned how to avoid each other. Disappointed? You bet I was. Both of us had our jobs to do, and I found mine a lot easier without her particular flavor of distraction. She seemed to be a top-flight cataloger, every book processed to Dewey and every label typed neat and straight. Everything was Jake until the day she knocked on my door. I said knocked on my door. There's no time, Manly. I need your help. I'm not sure I can afford to be seen with you, dollface. Boss lady seems to think I'm a bad influence. It doesn't matter. I need help, Manly. You're my only hope. Now let's not overdo it. What's the rumpus? Books. Books I've cataloged. Missing. Books go missing all the time. Why this sob sister act? You don't understand, Manly. Every book I've cataloged, every single one, has disappeared. You're sure? Positive. How many volumes are we talking? Forty-two. The boss lady know? No, she hasn't noticed yet. How'd you manage that? New titles usually go like hotcakes, and Effie takes that seven-day loan seriously. That's why I need you, Lance. So it's Lance now. We have to find out what happened before I tell Ms. Standish. I can't afford to lose this job. That doesn't track, dollface. She's a bit gruff on the outside, but I wouldn't call Effie unfair. I don't think she'd can you for this. I can't take that chance. Maybe that's where we should start. What? Maybe we should start with why you just can't take that chance. 
Still thinking about that background check, aren't you? Maybe. Well, you're like a dog with a bone, Manly. Sure I am. Just an obedient watchdog growling for his supper. And I thought we'd move on to Lance, Nora. We had. We had indeed. She turned away from me and faced my one wireframe window. The fading light lit up her red hair like a devil's halo, and her eyes, still moist with tears, gazed out at the brick wall that constituted my view, her focus a million miles beyond. You want to know why Standish wouldn't let you do a background check on me? I would, yeah. Because I asked her. And she agreed. When she heard my reasons. And what might those reasons be? First, you have to promise me you won't tell anyone. I need a solemn vow, Lance. Wouldn't know how to give one, dollface. I flunked out of the priesthood. Well, your word, then. I assume you can give me your word without a smart aleck remark? It's possible, I suppose. For a worthy cause. What's a damsel in distress rate? Worthy enough? Who's the damsel, you? You look like you can handle a little distress. Oh, you mean my little tough girl routine? Smoke and mirrors, Flatfoot. Pure papier-mâché fakery. Is that so? You know how it is in the library game. You play tough or they walk all over you. Suppose if you play tough long enough, the act becomes real. You toughen up so that every soft part of you petrifies. Like silk to shoe leather. You get it. Sure, I get it. What I don't get is where all this patter is leading. You suggested I might have some answers coming. Answers that involve 42 missing books. Sorry for the stall. It's just... embarrassing. Well, there's a cure for that now. Thanks. I suppose you'd be disappointed in me if I told you the problem was a man? No, I took it for granted when you said embarrassing. His name was Lawrence. A big shot at my last job. Type of guy commands any room he walks into. Type of guy turns every girl's head when she's young and naive, like I was then. I was a junior tech. He was the director. He started asking for extra help after hours. Then it was a trip to a library conference. Then it was just a trip to a motel. Let me guess, his wife didn't approve? You got it wrong. There was no wife. I'll shut up now. No, I, I don't blame you for thinking that. That's the kind of sordid tale this is, after all. But in truth, he was too mean for a wife. He drank, he was very controlling, and he had a temper. I wasn't with him a month before I knew I needed out. Out of the relationship, out of the job, the town, everything. When I gave him my notice, he blew his stack. Claimed I'd never work in libraries again. And when I told him I was leaving him as well as the job, well... That's when things got ugly. He get violent? The broken whiskey decanter in his office says so. Did you call the cops? What charges? The decanter took the heat, not me. Besides, I was leaving town. It just seemed easier. And he doesn't know where you went. That seemed easier too. But now, with these books gone missing, I, I just don't know. Maybe he's found me. Well, you describe him as quite the me, Taz, and you, Jane type. But what makes you think he'd get back at you by stealing books? Well, if Effie fired me for the missing books, I wouldn't be able to get a job anywhere. He probably figures I'd come back to him. Would you? <laughs> I'd wait tables first. In hell. All right. You sold me. You'll help me? Will you do what I say? I... 
I don't have a choice, do I? Don't wrinkle that perfect brow, dollface. I have a plan. Saying I had a plan was a little south of the truth. What I had was an idea. The look in her eyes fired up all kinds of instincts in me that I hadn't felt in years. And all I wanted was to make it light on this girl, this woman. Yeah, I'd fallen and fallen hard, but I still had a job to do. There were 42 missing books, and I had a couple of ideas where they might have gone. Many hours of case in the main reading room and getting to know the regulars was about to pay off. First, we needed bait. I had Nora catalog a new book and place it in the stacks as obviously as possible. For her, that meant a tailored blue skirt that ended just above the knees, and one of those cardigans with the two buttons that looked ready to pop at any moment. That was as distracting as it was effective. Everyone in the building paused to watch her pass by on her way to the 796s. She slid the book in its place, then pretended to head back for the stairs. Only once out of sight, she doubled back to a little alcove in the fiction ease where I was already staked out. She moved in. Close. Was that right, Lance? Right as rain, dollface. Now we wait. Do you have any room to take a step back? Oh, does it bother you that I'm this close? I suppose bother is as good a word as any. You shouldn't have chosen such an inconvenient alcove. Uh, you have a point there, though by one way of thinking it's not inconvenient at all. Just small, huh? I was going to say intimate. Oh, you're a cad, Manly. Sure I am. I'm a cad and you're a frail, and both of us are exactly the same. Meaning? Meaning it's two in the afternoon, we're at the library, and we don't know nobody. Lance. I, I know, dollface. My cynicism gets in the way sometimes. No, Lance, look. Someone's going for the book. I looked up, and I saw a small, round figure huddled up against the stacks right where Nora had placed the book. The figure was familiar, but I couldn't place him. Not definitely, anyway. I had to break cover and step out. The figure jumped straight up when he saw me. He was wearing a hat, dark glasses, and a scarf around his face. Either this Joe was trying to keep his identity a secret, or he was trying out the Claude Rains look for next Halloween. Say, buddy, can I talk to you a second? He made off like a shot and ducked behind the stacks. I made chase and nearly lost him in the reference section before I spotted him on the staff stairs headed down to the basement. I had him on speed, but he seemed to know the library's underbelly, as well as a staff member. I took a moment to file this bit of information away, and that nearly cost me. I saw him down the hall, too far away to catch. He was right in front of the service door, a step away from freedom. He gazed at me a moment, then offered a cocky salute. That's what cost him. That's what prevented him from seeing Nora step out from behind the processing shelf with an atlas of the oceans in her hands, coffee table sized. Nice swing, dollface. Be sure to try out for this city softball team. Who is he, Lance? Do you know him? Oh, we're one scarf away from finding out. Come here, you. Unhand uh, 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 me, you ruffians. Ruffian? What is he, the Prince of Wales? <laughs> Our own little version, sure. Let's get that getup of yours off and... Gregory Wormwood, library regular and frequent late returner. The rough treatment is completely unnecessary, Mr. Mandley. You can be sure Director Standish will hear of this. Oh, can it, Wormwood? Last I checked, your card had $50 in fines and six current overdues. Oh, I misunderstand, and I assure you, those, those books must have been processed improperly when I returned them. Ha! Huh. 
I've heard that song in every library I've ever worked. And you, you young lady, you can expect to hear from my attorneys. Striking me with a book in that way. Preposterous! You were stealing from the library. Can you prove it? I can make a pretty good try. Lance and I were both witnesses, and with a record like yours, I know who Ms. Standish will believe. An assault. That's what it was. Pure and simple. All this chopper music, but no tune. Everyone just calm the heck down. Get to the point, Wormwood. Why were you stealing this book? I am within my rights to remain silent, am I not? Sure. But what would Mabel think? Mabel? That's what this is about, isn't it? Mabel doesn't need to know, does she? What is it, Lance? Hold on, dollface. I think Mabel should know, shouldn't you, Wormwood? After all you meant to each other, shouldn't she know you stole 42 books? No. Manly, you can't. Would someone please explain to me what the heck's going on? It's simple. Love has triumphed once again over common sense. Our friend Wormwood here has a huge crush on Mabel Spade, your predecessor. I guess they even dated once or twice, but Mabel told me Wormwood was too unstable for her, and played a little too fast and loose with the circulation rules, hence the $50 in fines. You son of a... Are you saying you stole all those books as some kind of a tribute? Or an attempt to get you fired. Either way, it was a screwball scheme with no chance in working. Wormwood here specializes in those. You won't... You won't tell Mabel, will you, Lance? She can't. No, she just can't. You still have all 42 books? Yes, 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 of course. Then one more thing. Did someone put you up to this? A director from another library, perhaps. Perhaps someone named Lawrence. (gasps) What are you talking about? I don't know anyone named Lawrence. That's fine, Wormwood. Bring back the books and I'll put in a good word for you with Effie. Right after you apologize to Miss Diamond. But... But she hit me with a book! Wormwood. Die! Very well. I'm sorry, Miss Diamond. I'm sorry to involve you in this whole sordid affair. You did nothing to deserve the treatment you endured. That's all right, Mr. Wormwood. You did it for love, and love makes us do stupid things. The look in her eyes, then that moment, told me there was more to her story. More chapters in the book of Nora Diamond. But for right now, this was enough. We got our 42 books back, slapped Gregory Wormwood with a two-book limit, and demand he go to work paying off his fines. He did so, begrudgingly, knowing that this little stunt probably cost him any chance of being invited to visit Florida by a certain ex-cataloger. As for me, I went back to work. The job seemed a little lonelier, or at least it did until the day a knock came at my door right around quitting time. Still got that bottle in your desk, Lance? Because I brought my own glass. I'll take a load off, dollface. I'll pour us a stiff one. Oh, you're going to need a stiff one, Lance. You have a lot of background to look into. Too Bright, weaponizing retina damage since 1936, has brought you Lance Manley, Library Detective. Lance Manley, Library Detective, The Case of the Caustic Cataloger, starred Diane Adams as Effie, Jeffrey Adams as Wormwood, Ayla McIntosh as Nora Diamond, and Caleb Silvers as Manley. Script direction and sound effects by Jeffrey Adams, based on characters suggested by Thomas Perkins IV. Music provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 for the following songs. Fast Talking, 
I Knew a Guy, Night on the Docks, Cool Vibes, Hard Boiled, Dances and Dames, and Shades of Spring. This program copyright 2022 by the Icebox Radio Theater, which is solely responsible for its content. Partial funding made possible in part by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board, thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. This is Word Car speaking. Lakes Area Radio Theater has been producing old-time and contemporary radio stories for more than 10 years from our studio in Alexandria, Minnesota. Check out our website, lakesareatheater.com, to learn more.